welcome to Mama's Village Podcast, Arrows. You guys, I am so excited about this podcast. Psalm 127.4 says, like arrows in the hands of a mighty warrior, so are children in one's youth. We are mighty warriors, parents, and our children are arrows. They are our assignment, and our assignment is to make sure they are pointed in the right direction, the direction that God has for them. They are not ours. They are God's. And so it is so important that we're able to connect biblical principles and the Bible with everyday life. And that's what I'm going to aim to do with this podcast. Now, you're probably going to hear my children in the background, and it will be authentic, and I will make sure that I keep it real with you guys and down to earth, but I want to minister to you, encourage you today, and I just want this to be a time where you learn and you grow, you're encouraged, and you are strengthened And you can become mighty warriors that are able to point your kids and have tools to point your kids in the right direction and the way that they should go. Hello, hello, wonderful mamas. I hope that you're just having the best day. I am super excited about this podcast today. We are continuing our um, series of finding peace in motherhood. This is going to be a very different spin on finding your peace, but don't worry, I'm going to get there. It's just going to, I'm going to take you around the mountain and then you're going to see, oh, oh, I get it. I get it. There's the peace. So just Hang with me for the next 20 to 30 minutes and we will get there, okay? So I am going to talk to you guys. Last week we talked a lot about just finding our peace in motherhood, making sure that we are letting peace be our umpire, making sure that you know the, the decisions that we're making are peaceful and what that looks like, right? Today we're going to talk about free, freeing you up to let your kids face this world and learn to self-regulate in this world by themselves, okay? Now, don't just automatically put me in the category, okay? Don't do that because you know I'm a biblical biblical teacher. Like I, I'm not a biblical, like I'm not like a scholar, but I teach things that are based on the Bible. I'm not going with a trend here, so don't put me in a box. I'm not talking about any type of parenting, okay? I am just talking about the simple fact that God tells us to train our children up in the way they should go, and when they're older, they don't depart from it. God tells us to prepare our kids for this world, right? He tells us that we need to make sure that's our job, is to make sure that they can leave and cleave, Okay, when they're as of age, we need to make sure they're ready for this world and they don't need us anymore. Okay, of course, I always need my mom, right? <laughs> but I think that you would understand what I mean by not needing us anymore. They don't need us to feel safe and secure. We are always leading them to independence in God. Okay, and they can learn to 
be in this world without us. And we want them to not just be able to live without us and be without us. And we want them to be able to thrive, right? I want my kids to thrive. I want them to be healthy. I want them to have dreams and aspirations, but I don't want them to just have those. I want them to know how to go for those. I want them to be okay to be a little uncomfortable sometimes. I want them to get out of their comfort zone. I want them to know what that feels like, what it feels like to step out and be terrified, but know that God's got you and know that he's going to take care of this and then see him come through. I want them to know what that feels like. And I want them to see that it's all going to be okay and that they can do it. And I want to see them be brave and courageous and step out into those situations that they're not comfortable with, but that they know that God is going to take care of them and that they can stay calm and not be anxious in those situations that they know how to self-regulate. So what I mean is they know how to calm them, their own selves down. They know how to adapt to situations when they don't like someone that they're with in a certain, you know, group that they're put in at work. I don't want them to run away from that. I don't want them to be like, oh, well, I quit. I want them to say, no, nope, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get to know that person. I'm going to lead them to God. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to get to know them. I'm going to learn to work with them and we're going to get along great. And if, if I don't, then God, I give it to you and I know that you're going to take care of me and that person and you're going to take care of this and I'm just going to be okay being a little uncomfortable. I want my kids to thrive, have, know how to have a good attitude when things aren't going right. When, when things hit them in this world, when they get out in the real world and, and bad stuff starts happening because it just does when traumatic things happen because that happens and there's nothing we can do about it sometimes. I want them to know how to keep their cool and how to be okay and how to be steady and stand on that rock. So this is what we're talking about here, guys. And this is going to free you mamas because this world is telling us to not prepare our kids for that. This world is telling us that we need to, you know, make sure our kids are so comfortable all the time. Well, if they're uncomfortable, well, if they're not happy, well, if that's not something that they're okay with, if this is, I mean, if this is not a situation that they are good with, then we just need to like remove them from that situation. Guys, it's, it's scary. We have to be okay with our kids being uncomfortable. We have to be okay with our kids feeling a little uneasy and even scared sometimes and, and, and pushing them to be courageous and do it anyway and that it's okay to feel that way. Our goal in life is not to be happy. The Bible never, ever says that. It doesn't say follow happiness. That's all right. Just go with what makes you feel good. Actually, the Bible says the exact opposite of that and we are preparing our kids to you know, only be okay with what makes them happy. We're preparing our kids. Well, if you don't get along with Jimmy, then I'll just go talk to his mom and we're just going to have a conversation and I'm going to take care of this for you. Should we really do that? Or should we let them take care of that situation and let them figure out how to get along with Jimmy? So this is what we're talking about today, guys. We're talking about making sure 
that our kids can face this world and learn to self-regulate and learn to thrive no matter what comes their way. All right, so I feel like as parents, there's three big areas that we encounter as parents um, or that I have encountered. Now, this is not doctrine, okay? This is just Anna. (laughs) Anna and her motherhood and my experience so far in motherhood and having to do this in these three big areas. So I'm just going to tell you what they are, and then we're going to talk about each of them, okay? Um, uh, One of them is making decisions based on on long-term results and not short-term, okay? So we have to, when we make decisions, making those decisions based on what we can see down the road and not what our immediate short-term want or need looks like it is. Um, Number two is this comfort cycle, okay? Accommodating, making sure our kids are just comfortable all the time, okay? And then number three is the boredom crisis, them being bored and having to have constant entertainment and us feeling like we are their entertainment, This is absolutely false. You are not. All right, so we're going to talk about the first one. Number one, making decisions based on long-term, not short-term results, okay? So when I think about this particular thing, I think about so many things coming at us when we're talking about love, loving your children, Um, I don't know about you, but on Instagram and on Facebook and all the social platforms, TikTok, all the things, I'm always seeing all these studies that people have done on the fact that you can't love your children too much. Could not agree more. They talk about how like, you know, the more attached your children are to you, the more, you know, you're more attentive you are to them, the more that they thrive later on in their lives. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm that's not what I'm talking about. So I could not agree more that you cannot love your children enough. And, but what I'm going to challenge you with is what is love? What does it mean to love your children? Does love always mean giving them everything they want? Sometimes the greatest love that you can have for your children is saying no. Sometimes the greatest love you can have for your children is cringing at knowing you're doing what's best for them, but they're crying right now and it's hurting them initially, the decision that you're making, but you know that long-term It's the best decision you could make for them. And when you feel that and you know that this is, this is because I love you. I mean, it brings me to tears just thinking about those decisions that I've had to make knowing this is the best for you. For example, um, when Briella was about five, she started not wanting to go back with the kids um, at church. Uh, my church has just a great kids program and they really cater to 
the kids and they teach them on their level and they always come out having learned something. Okay, so I am faced with this dilemma that my five-year-old does not want to go back there anymore. My short-term answer to this problem is, okay, you just stay with me. Stay with me until you are ready to go back. Which I did that when she was one. Okay, I'm going to balance all this out too at the end of this. Please don't hear me. This is not black and white. Nothing is in parenting. (laughs) There is not. All these examples are not black and white. This is just an example to help you see where I'm coming from with what I'm saying. I'm not saying that if your child doesn't want to go back to the nursery that you shouldn't, you should make them go. I'm just saying in this situation for me at that time, the easiest thing for me to do and what some people would call love and sacrifice on mama's part would be just have her come in the church with me. Okay. So I would be like, oh, that's so sweet of you to sacrifice that, you know, and, you know, let her come with you and all that. And that would be like loving her, right? And catering to that. But for me, number one, long term, I'm thinking, if I let her come with me right now, she's going to milk this and she might never want to go back again. Um, number two, she is benefiting not only spiritually from this, uh, from going to church and, and getting all of this teaching on her level, she's benefiting spiritually, she's benefiting socially, she's benefiting um, by having another person teach her and talk to her, and she's benefiting by working with other kids, being on you know a teams, and they do fun games. She's making friends. So here's the other side. I would be taking all of that away from her if I catered to this immediate need. I would be taking all of that stuff that I can see, but she can't see that. That's the thing is God made you the parent that you can see that. Your five-year-old can't see all that. So initially, they want to stay with you, but you as the parent can see up higher, just like God can see up higher than we can. You can see up higher than they can. And you can say, wait, no, I see all of this benefit for you. So you're going back and you guys, that girl and her sweet little eyes with tears coming out. That was not easy to do. You know, if you're, if you've experienced that as a mom and just seeing those sweet little eyes and then looking at you, like, how could you do this to me right now? It is so hard. It just tears your heart out. But when you can make that decision and know, and this went on for about six months, she switched over to a different class and it still was going on, but it wasn't, it wasn't like she was crying every time, but she was definitely tearing up every time. But we had talks, and we talked about how this is good for her. I told her all the benefits. I didn't want to take all that away from her. And that's what I had to see it as, is, no, I'm giving you a gift. And you guys, now she is thriving. She has made friends. She gets mad at me when I come too early, and she's not able to finish her games. 
Um, she always knows what the pastor says. She wants to bring her Bible with her. She wants to tithe. She wants to get baptized. She always knows all the stories that he's telling and she's growing in the Lord. And if I would have attended to that immediate need that she was telling me she wanted, I would have taken all that away from her and she would have never gotten there. It is no benefit to her for me to not see the long-term effects of decisions that I'm making right now. And I want to encourage you that if you have catered to every little thing like that, think about, just take a baby step, like with something small, like what is this going to do long-term? Think through what this one decision could do long-term. And even if you maybe made it one time, and it's like, let's, let's think about, okay, what, what if this happened all the time, over and over again? What if this started a pattern? What is that going to do to them long-term? What are, are they going to miss out on something? Am I taking something away from them long-term? And then, you know what else it did? Is it pushed her out of her comfort zone. It made her uncomfortable. She was safe. I knew she was safe. Now, that would be different if I didn't know that she was safe, but I knew she was safe. So she could trust me that I'm not going to put her in an unsafe environment. And I told her that she was safe, but she felt uncomfortable. So it pushed her to be okay with that uncomfortableness and made her have to regulate her anxiety, regulate herself and her emotions by herself apart from mom. So that she could actually thrive and have fun. Guys, think about if she never got to do that. I'm taking so much away from her. What other situations is she going to encounter? Well, if she's already done this before, it's not going to be as hard next time. When she goes into a new job, her first job, how is she going to feel? She'll probably feel about the same way. But if I introduce her to those situations in safe environments over and over and over again, by the time she's, you know, 16, 17 and has her own job, she's going to know how to handle that anxiety, right? She's going to know, okay, I felt this before and this is how I need to regulate my body. Okay. She's, she's like, I've done this before. These are the scriptures I need to say. These, this is what I need to talk to Jesus right now. You know, because I would remind her, you know, like, talk to God. God is there with you. Jesus is there with you. If you feel insecure, if you feel like you don't know what to do, ask God, ask Jesus. This gets her in that habit. And then all of a sudden, this is a habit. She knows how. She knows what to do when she feels that way. But if you're always accommodating and, and, and taking care of it, your kids never, they never get there. They don't know how to do it. You're, you're, you're handicapped. You're, you're giving them a handicap. You're creating a handicap for them and they can't, they can't get there. They have to be able to do it. And you got to feel that sting a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay for you to feel heartbroken. If you know that decision is for their good, that is love. That is loving them enough for you to feel uncomfortable And so many times we do that in the name of our kids and that we can't, you know, 
that they can't handle this when it's really us. We can't handle it. Our anxiety can't do it. And that's not fair to them because then you're putting on them all of your anxiety and they're never able to get past it. Okay, so that's the number number one thing, thinking long-term, making long-term decisions, not making your decisions based on long-term, not on short. Seeing things as years and not just today. All right, so... We are actually going to stop right here and I'm going to continue this on with my other two points of the comfort crisis or the comfort cycle and the boredom crisis next week. You guys, I am being very long winded here and I really don't want these to be more than 30 minutes because I know how it is to be a mom and I don't have time to listen to a 45 minute podcast. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to end it right here, but I hope that you can see that even just this concept right here of setting your kids up for success and thinking long-term with small decisions is such a huge part of parenting and preparing your kids for the real world. There are so many different scenarios where this comes up. And it will give you so much peace to know that in those times where your heart is aching for your child or your heart is just at such a hard place because you're going against your nature, right? Like a mom's nature is to comfort. A mom's nature is to accommodate and is to sacrifice and is to, oh, well, I'll hurt over you hurting. And in those moments, knowing that you are doing the right thing for them, you can find so much peace in that decision. Like, yes, when I let Briella go and made her go back with the kids, I initially felt so much, you know, hurt for myself and anxiety for myself, but I had peace because I knew I was making the right decision for her. And that's where we can settle and find that peace and we can pray for our kids and know that God's going to come alongside us and give us so much grace to be able to do the right thing that we know is right in our hearts, but that is difficult at first and hard for them, hard for us, but it's setting them up for success and we can find peace in that. It will create this perpetual um this perpetual thing where you're always trying to make them feel good but they're never really going to feel good they're always going to want more they're always going to have another accommodation and this puts you in a cycle of constantly feeling like you're on this treadmill where you can't ever satisfy anybody and guys, this is where that that mom, that worn out mom syndrome comes from. This is where that like stressed out, anxiety ridden, just exhausted mom comes from. That our society kind of paints a picture of like that's normal, but it's not. That's not biblical. That's not a biblical um, good biblical presentation of what a mom should be. We should be a joyful mother of children, right? 
And that is us taking authority, seeing long-term and knowing that we are in charge and they are not. And we do this without knowing it. We give them the reins. We tell, we give them that control without realizing it with little things, just like keeping Briella out of, you know, kept her out. If I kept her out of children's ministry, I would be unknowingly giving her the reins and the control to every time we go to church, how she feels. How do you feel today? Are you going to do this? And that's all up to her. That creates a very unstable environment for her. It's very anxiety ridden for me. And it's the cycle of constantly trying to cater to a child that really doesn't know what they need. You do. You are the parent. So take those reins back. Make those decisions that you know are right that maybe will hurt at first. That's okay. Because you know long term that they're going to thrive and that they're going to learn what they need to learn and how to be successful and how to keep themselves stable long term. All right. So I'm going to pray. We're going to end this and guys look out for next week's podcast. It'll come out on Tuesday and um, we'll complete this series next week. And I'll talk more about boredom and more about um, the comfort crisis and the comfort cycle that goes along with what I'm talking about right now. So um, you can also follow me on Instagram, um, Village Mamas. At Village Mamas, you can follow me on Facebook, Mamas Village. Um, I have a group that you're welcome to be a part of. We are mamas that just help each other with different things that might come up. Um, I also have a website that you can go to and you can listen to my podcast on there and there will be resources available on that. I'm getting those together this month and next month um, for some resources for you guys to kind of help you further with with all of these motherhood things that come up. Um, So I'm going to pray for you. And then if you could leave a review, if this podcast has helped you at all, leave a review that just tells Apple Podcasts that, hey, this is a podcast that people like and, you know, to put me up in your feed. So All right, I'm going to pray. Father, thank you so much for these women of God. Thank you, Lord, that they um, are just such good mamas and that you have anointed them to be a mom to their particular child, that you have infused them with inner strength to do this, that you've infused them with wisdom and strength to do exactly what they are supposed to do with their particular child. Father, I thank you, Lord, that they can go about their day and they can see long term for their kids and they can see how when we make little decisions that those little decisions will affect our long term and so father i pray lord that you will help them and give them wisdom and guidance in all those little decisions that come up in jesus name amen